man, that is a tough, tough loss to take. Woo! The Orlando Magic fall to the Dallas Mavericks 102 to 117. It all looked pretty, ladies and gentlemen. At the start, the shot was going down. Anthony Black kept hitting threes. Jalen Suggs hit a three. We went 7 of 11 from beyond the arc in the first half. Had a 13-point lead at one point, I believe, going in to the half. A 13-point lead in control of this game against Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irvin, and the Dallas Mavericks. And then the wheels fell off. It's an unfortunate tragedy that we're all too used to in Orlando in the past couple of years. Just stopped being able to play basketball, forgot how to shoot. Um, and, and maybe that's because a little bit of what was going on in the first half was fool's gold. We're not that good of a three-point shooting team, certainly. Um, but are we that bad of just hitting one of 16 from beyond the arc in the second half? We're not quite there. The truth is somewhere in the middle, but that's how the game shook out. And it wasn't just the not getting the threes in the second half. It was the turnovers. It was crazy. Um, it, it looked like a completely different team coming out in the third quarter than we'd just seen at the end of the second. I'm going to just read this the play-by-play -play because I was trying to kind of gather my thoughts for this and I was just trying to figure out what exactly went wrong in that third quarter. And I said, let me go look back at the play-by-play. -play. And I'll just read it to you because it, it, it tells the story beautifully. So first play, Jalen Suggs, bad pass, turnover. Um, next play, Jalen Suggs misses three-point shot. Next magic play, um, we got uh, Goga Batate out of bounds, bad pass, turnover. Uh, next play, Paulo Bancaro out of bounds, bad pass, turnover. Um, it's just like... Jalen Suggs misses free throw. Anthony Black misses 26 point, 26 foot three, uh, three point shot. Like that, it was just turnovers after turnovers. At the end of the game, it was 21 turnovers. 21. It's, we, you're not going to win a game like that. So we just have to do better at keeping the ball safe. I think our, you know, our, our watermark last year with whether or not we were going to win or lose a game was like around 14 turnovers. If we were over that, we lost the game. If we were under that, yeah, we had a shot to win the game. But, you know, 21 turnovers, and I'd be curious to see. I, if anyone knows how, can you let me know? Because I'm trying to look for quarter-by-quarter -quarter stat breakdowns, and I'm not really able to find just like total team stats by quarter. So if you know a way to do that, I would love to see the turnovers – in the third quarter and how many we had. I mean, I just rattled off looking at the the play-by-play -play, at least four. So that's that's already too many, and we were only two minutes in to the third quarter as I was just reading. Some more of the macro stats that we have here. We won the boards, and we won the points in the paint decisively. 52-38 to 38 points in the paint. We won the boards 38-31. to 31. Normally, that's a recipe for success for us. That's our bread and butter, and we need to keep working that and keep pounding that. But again, with the turnovers, we just didn't have the opportunity. And it's not like the Dallas Mavericks came out firing all, on all cylinders in the third quarter. Even with our sloppy play, we were still leading in that game 
all the way up until let's see. I mean, it's we were still in control of this game all the way to, you know, the end of the third quarter. You knew that was going to be a problem, though, because things were trending downward and Luka Doncic was about to come in. And even though he had a concussion, concussion, which is just nonsense. Can we get the Huggies out for this, gentlemen? Can someone get the Pampers? Peach, where are you? He was watching the Dallas uh, the Dallas Stars game. He was live in the building there, which is why he did not watch the game live, and he's watching later, so he's not on this recap, but... Man, get the the Pampers out for Luka Doncic. That, that's not an easy fall. Let me not be uh, too ridiculous because I, I know if that happened to me, I'd probably be out. But the the referee stopping the game when he's when we have what it was like five on three on the other side. Come on, sir. Come on. Maybe that could have been a turning point. You know, we we really needed a bucket then, and we did not get it. Um, what else did I want to go through here today? Well, okay, so the whole time this loss is just unfolding and we're going to the huddle and I'm seeing Trevlin Queen with his Ben and Jerry's looking cow shirt. So now I'm just anxiety eating tubs of ice cream. So thanks, Trevlin. Thank you, Orlando Magic, for that third quarter just unraveling. And, um, you know, we, this for me, there's been a lot made. Anthony Black had a great game, but this is where – has had a had a great game last game, not as much this game, but still solid, still very good, still better than I thought, honestly, after watching him in the summer league. This is where we miss Markel Fultz. You know, we needed someone to just slow it down and get a bucket. When we were here in the third quarter, just, you know, missing – Everything. I'm looking at the end of the third quarter. Let me give you some some stats from the end of the third quarter. So we've got, you know, Jalen Suggs misses a three throw. Anthony Black misses three-point shots. Um, Jalen Suggs misses three-point shot. Franz Wagner misses three-point shot. <laughs> um, it's just, it goes on and on. When we're in this desert of scoring, Markel Fultz has been the guy that's able to calm things down, say, all right, everybody, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Let's chill the heck out. Comes down the court, gets us into a set, gets a shot that we know that we like, maybe something moving to the basket, and and just stops the bleeding. Stops the bleeding because we were stuck at, you know, 71 points for multiple minutes, 69 points for multiple minutes. There was a couple times in the third quarter where there was just these scoring droughts, where we were missing shots, not getting great shots, turning the ball over, when we really missed our veteran floor general. All right? And this is – we it's it was on the injury report. Um, patellar tendinitis is what he has. It can be like a day-to-day thing, or it can take like a couple weeks to completely heal – so that you know, tendonitis is something that is a little bit hit, hit or miss. It's a, a little bit like um, what Wendell was dealing with with the uh, the the foot last year. You know, those types of injuries they're kind of just you got to give it time to heal. So we'll see how long Markel is going to be out until that tendonitis is better. Uh, hopefully not long, because hey, AB again, as I said, has been better than I expected in this role. I, I know he's a great player. I just was always questioning fit. 
and him coming into the Lakers game last game and hitting a bunch of threes and him in this game starting off by hitting some threes, I loved it. I was there for it. I was giving him the round of applause. And and that's great. He's recognized that if he wants to get on the court, he needs to shoot the three ball. We've seen from Wendell Epps covering the, 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 uh, the team that Anthony Black is staying after, getting up shot after shot after shot. And while it's not the prettiest shot, it's kind of like a set low shot right now. Hey, if you can make it, that's all I care about. Tyrese Halliburton doesn't have a pretty shot when, when you think about it aesthetically. It's not a high release. It's none of that. But that sucker goes in at close to 40%. So people got to respect it. So I'm less about how exactly it looks than if it goes in. And up until this point, up until the third quarter of last night, Anthony Black's three-point shot was going in. And it, it looks good enough. It's a good like set shot. He's got the feet under him. Hey, that, that's okay with me. That's way better than I thought because I was extremely worried when I was in Vegas this summer and at Summer League and I saw Anthony Black just passing up wide open threes. That had me nervous and that had me questioning the fit and questioning whether or not Anthony Black was truly the guy that this team wanted to draft. Now, with Markell out, he's filling that void, but there's a lot of duplication with those skills. So it remains to be seen how A.B. and Markell are going to fit moving forward. But if you know Anthony Black can continue to, to knock down threes in the way that he has, everything is going to be okay. And, and this Magic fan's anxiety is reduced a little bit. That pick is a little less worrisome for me. I need to talk about this because I haven't gotten on a video and, and talked about this at all. I love what Goga has been bringing in the starting lineup. You know if you've been watching Second Cousins out there, I have been on the pedestal, all right, shouting from my soapbox, give me Goga or give me death. I love what Goga Batatse brings to the team. Uh, a true seven-footer, rebounding, get some offensive rebounds, which is something we have not really had a lot of, and... We're getting some blocks. He brings some rim, rim protection. People have to think a little bit about when they go into the paint. I love Wendell Carter Jr. He's, he's an extremely solid defender. He's got a great base, uses the body well to box people out and, and do those things, sets awesome screens, can step out. Just a fantastic player. I'm not at all suggesting he's not the starting center. He is. The moment he's healthy, he's back. But I, I wanted some more Goga minutes in there. I'm not convinced as, you know, Moritz as the backup center. As much as you love what he brings offensively and, and the cohesion between him and Franz, you know, I, it's, it's tough. Maybe we can play Moritz at the four and, and get Goga some more minutes at the five because Goga, I think, has more skill than we're giving him. But also, I'm, I've been worried about this five depth, all right, since the offseason. We've been talking about this, ladies and gentlemen. We were worried when we didn't. We kept using, you know, the two ways on more guards, and we drafted two guards. And myself and some of you out there maybe are wondering, like, hey, we could use a little bit more five depth, don't you think? Because right now, as we went into the season, and right where we find ourselves right now is a very predictable problem. And if there's any stain on Jeff Weltman, and and there's not really because he's done a great job and there's still time. There's still a long timeline on this team right now. So this is not the final product by any means. But if we wanted to compete this year, I wanted a little bit more depth at the five because Wendell Carter 
has very rarely played, I think he's averaged like in the 50s of games per year. I don't think he's ever played over 65. So you're entering the season with a a center, a great starting center, who you know is going to miss 17 games at least. And then the backup plan for that is... Moritz, who's not really a center. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I got into some people with it on tw- on Twitter. He's not a center. He's a four. We're playing him out of position, and that's okay. But like, he's not a center. He gets three rebounds a game. All right, he's averaging like three and a half rebounds. That is not a center. I'm sorry. That's not big man shit. Okay, I need a guy who's doing big man shit. So our backup center for me, in my mind, is Goga, and then yeah, I guess Moritz for like undersized centers. And people were telling me, oh, it's going to be J.I. can do spot minutes there. Oh, really? Oh, really? Where? Where? Where was he? The heavens did not open up and bring down a Jonathan Isaac for us. That's right, because he was on the bench. All right? On the bench with a hamstring soreness. With a hamstring soreness. Come on, man. Is that the same hamstring he had the minor surgery on? As you can tell, I've been needing to get on here and talk about this. So thank you. Thank you for being my therapy right now out there, second cousins. But we find ourselves in a really extreme you know, lack of depth at the five, and I guess the thinking is, hey, we can play Paulo at the five a little bit. Haven't really seen that yet. I don't know you know, where that comes up. We got the uh, the Hawks next. They've got a couple big got big bodies down low, um, but but Paulo can probably play the backup five on that like st- second unit for them because I think their um, I'm, his name is escaping me. Their starting center is big. I, he would uh, Paulo would not be able to handle him. But the backup like if they're playing not not John Collins, um, Josh Johnson, you know he he's he's like a four or five that would be okay. So in certain situations, fine. You, you want to try do some Paulo at the five here, that that could be interesting. But then like against the Bucks, you know they've they've got bigs on bigs on bigs. That's not gonna work. Um, against the Nets, Nick Claxton against the Bulls, they've got some big bodies. Like it only works with Paulo at the five in certain situations, and he's still not bringing me the big man shit that I expect out of my centers. You know. I like Paulo in like a pick and roll as the five. Hey, wow, that now we have two dynamic guys in the in the pick and roll. But like on the boards, that's our bread and butter. We need to win the boards. We need to win the paint. And it's tough to do that when our starting depth is so truncated and so injured now. And I think this was a predictable problem. So that's what's gotten me a little infuriated right now in a year that we expect the team to be win- winning. You know, no no alarms right now. We're four and three, okay? And and that's kind of that's where I expect us to be. Uh, I put us money over on the forty wins, so I expect us to be like five hundred. So we're we're right on schedule right now. We're right on schedule, but it doesn't get much easier. We've got the Hawks in a home game in Mexico City. They're playing fantastic basketball right now. They're crushing uh, the Bucks. They're stacked. They got Damian Lillard now. I mean, that's that's a great team. Um, the Nets, which we hope can be a win on next Tuesday, and then two games against the Bulls, who are a little bit of a dumpster fire right now. They've had their you know players only a couple of those meetings. 
So they're a little bit off the tracks, but in, and then the Pacers, who are playing very good basketball. That's our next five games. I want to. We got to win three of those, like let, to stay on track. Let's go three and two. Let's stay on track. I don't know. Uh, it, it wasn't heartening to see this kind of some of the same old tendencies coming up. The lack of shooting. I, I looking at the the box score and just what what he gave us. I thought Joe Ingles did some really nice things distributing the ball, trying to be a veteran out there, but. He got zero three-point shots. Like I thought this was the guy that we brought over to make threes. Also, Caleb Houston. I don't I don't know. I, I mean, I was kind of like in and out towards the end of the game because I was a little dejected. But okay, yeah, he did come in the game with two minutes and 48 seconds left in the third there. I a little bit more, maybe Caleb too. Like, let's get some three-point shooting out there. If we're hurting and we want and we're we want to get some, let's Let's feed those guys. Let's get them some shots. Let's get Joe Ingles some shots. Uh, if that's what he was brought in to do, he shouldn't be zero from zero from beyond the arc. So I, I know our game is inside, but there's we've also got to allow, if we're trying to become a better shooting team, allow some of the guys who are supposed to be doing this to do the thing. So rant over. How are you feeling, ladies and gentlemen, after, for me, just a tough loss I expected us, I don't know, I expected this to be a tight game. It was surprising to see Vegas at one point when the game started. We were four-point um, four favorites, and that was a little bit surprising to me. With Kyrie Irving on the other side of the ball, who's torched us for what? What did he get, like 63 against us a year or so ago? And Luka Doncic, arguably one of the better players in the league, top five guy for sure. Like that's how how good we know we can be that's how good vegas thinks we are that's how good that people are starting to recognize us to be but this is a young team and we're faltering along the way when winning time needs to happen in the third we did not come through and i think we missed the leadership of markel fultz but that's just this crazy with a microphone's take what was your take on the game ladies and gentlemen i hopefully we'll have a bounce back thursday against the hawks in mexico city um, until then, y'all, adios. Peace out. Here we go. Here we go.